This is episode 48 of Essential Oils by Design. Hi everyone, you're listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Roz Isbell and Nani Chisire, and there's three things that we're both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Nani. Hi, Roz. So today we're going to talk once again about today's world and its amplified issues from a human design perspective. And the reason that we're doing this is because both Nani and I can feel it in our open centres, and I'm sure that you're all feeling it as well. There's some of us who are really struggling to process the energy that is circulating at the moment. And what we want to do is give you some background into what might be going on for you and also some coping strategies because we're going through all of this for a reason. We have to go through it. And when I say this, you know, call this whatever you like. <laughs> There's a lot going on at the moment. As we record this at the very end of June 2020, you know, the issues of COVID-19 and everything that goes with that, everything that we have as a global community been going through for the last several months, the health aspects of that, the isolation aspects of that, whether or not you like being isolated or whether you can't stand it and you can't wait to get back out again, you've had enough, your family's had enough, the whole schooling situation of course, the economics. And then you combine that with what's been happening since with so many issues around human rights rising up, issues around race, around gender equality, around sexual harassment, around sexual orientation. And these issues have been bubbling under the surface for a very long time. Some of them have literally been bubbling under the surface for hundreds of years. And they're so long overdue for being addressed and properly erased for all time. But it's all happening now. You know, it's in the stars. It is right now that we are dealing with them, but it does seem like a lot. It does seem like a lot. So what we want to do today is try and help you to navigate your way to understand what is potentially going on for you and for those who are close to you and for the global community. So we really hope that this will be helpful for you in understanding a little better what's happening and how you can manage it. How are you coping, Nani, at the moment? I, I, I laugh because, I don't know, every day changes, every 
moment changes. Sometimes I feel really good and it feels like things kind of sort themselves out. And then some days, you know, something knocks me off course or hear or read about something and it just changes the way I feel, I guess. And I definitely like can feel things that I can't explain. Like some days I just feel weird. And I know I just won't know why exactly. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of global energy affecting us at the moment, isn't there? I I certainly feel that it's not just what's happening in my house or over the road or in my suburb where I live. It's, this is big. This is we're all being affected by what's happening at the moment on a global scale in a way that I don't know that we've ever experienced in our human history. I agree. Yeah. So let's start at the top, Nani, because we've identified out of the nine energy centres that are contained in the human design chart, we've identified four of those centers that are probably feeling it the most. And that's not to say that the other five aren't. It's just that these four energy centers, which we're going to be focusing on today specifically, are the ones that if you have them open in your human design chart, you will be experiencing the the openness or the amplification that they bring and you'll really be feeling the energy in a very uh different way i mean i don't even know how else to describe it for some of us i suppose it'll be in a good way but for most of us it's going to be in a way that we've we might not be sure how to handle i'm gonna just throw one more thing in there we maybe won't talk about it quite as much but I also think that um, projectors and reflectors in particular may be having an interesting time right now. And it's not something that I can speak to from personal experience, but based on what I know about them and some of those types that I've talked to, something like the projector is here to hold the energy template for us as we like go through all of this. So I imagine that you can't explain how you're feeling or why you're feeling certain ways either especially if you don't know that you're a projector it's probably very interesting and then of course reflectors feel the whole world but of course they have all of the open centers that we'll be talking about that's really important nani and to be honest you know manifestors and manifesting generators will be experiencing this feeling of wanting to do all the things and generators are going to be feeling like they need to be initiating things that they can't initiate as well. So every type is really going to be struggling. Every type's going to have their issues. I think what you said, Nani, about projectors and reflectors is especially pertinent because they tend to be more open and they tend not to have the things that can actually behave a little bit as a safeguard, I guess. So we're sending our love to you all. <laughs> and if you're a projector or a reflector, we really see you. And we, we hope that this podcast gives you a little bit of comfort and a, and a few hacks perhaps to help you to ride the bumps and get through this because we will get through it. 
We've still got a little bit to go, but we will get through it. But we'll give you a few tips to help you navigate the situation for as long as it lasts and beyond. So Nani, let's start with the head centre. And I'll, I'll tell you, we're going to be talking about the open head centre, the open ajna, the open G centre, and the big one, the open emotion centre. They're all big ones. We're going to be talking about those four specifically today. And it's not to say that if you have any of the other centres open, you won't be feeling them. You will be, but we really would like to highlight these four today. So let's start with the open head. And knowing that the head is all about ideas and inspirations. And there's no shortage of ideas and inspirations out there at the moment, is there, Nani? No. I feel overwhelmed. I'm excited by all the things that people are giving away for free to help people right now. And then I like want to receive them. And then I end up (laughs) with overload of inspiration and ideas. I'm sorting through now, like what, what's truly for me and what I should be focusing my energy on. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's so many people out there with ideas on what is going on at the moment from the perspective of the COVID-19 situation from the Black Lives Matter, the racism situation, from people who are struggling economically, from people who are struggling in their own emotional ways. Everyone's got an idea on what's going on at the moment. Even those people with open head centres can be proliferating ideas. And then 70% of us have open heads. So 70% of us are then taking those ideas and amplifying them. So if you're reading the newspapers, if you're watching the news, if you're following your Facebook feed or even your Instagram feed, your social media feed, you're getting everybody else's ideas on what's going on at the moment but you're amplifying them as well. So making them even bigger. And this is a pressure center. This is a center that puts pressure on you, particularly when it's open, to make you feel like you should be acting upon those ideas. And remember, your head is not for making decisions with. Your human design strategy will tell you how you're designed to make decisions, but it's not from your head. Okay, so... Even though you feel pressure to make decisions based around these ideas and inspirations, don't do it. Only ever make decisions based on what feels right in your body according to your strategy and your authority. I would, I'm going to just add in something here about the defined head. And if you have a defined head, you have a defined ajna as well because the people that have the open head are taking in and amplifying things from you. And I can say this for myself because I have the defined ajna that this happens to me. Like say, for example, the the racial issues that are going on right now, and you grew up learning something a certain way, whatever it is, I'm not saying that it's, you learned something bad, but you learned something And then it becomes like ingrained in your belief system when you have 
some more more definition there. And I think that it's harder for when you have it defined to like see the perspectives of the people with the open head and or open ajna because we're like so ingrained in what we've thought or believed for so long. So it's something important as well as to try to be open to what other people are saying about things, especially obviously if they resonate with you, but maybe questioning some of the things that have been there. I say this because I think I have had a hard time. I learned certain, say, words, like even my family, I'm white, my husband's black, and our kids are both. And I might use the word biracial, but I don't know if that's actually like the word that people use now. And so then maybe I'll say that and then someone will tell me like why, or even the word anti-racist. I know there's people that feel strongly about not using the word anti, but there's also people that feel strongly about like you have to be against it or it's, yeah, I'm probably going, (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to share examples, but maybe I'm going too far here. No, no, uh, Nani, um, what you're doing is you're exemplifying so beautifully the issues that everyone's having at the moment, or many, many people are having at the moment. Sure, there are some people with defined heads who know exactly what they think and nobody will ever change their mind. That's just what a defined head can do. But for so many others, including some people with defined heads, there is this confusion out there. You know, there, what am I supposed to say? How am I supposed to say it? And this absolute dread and fear of absolutely unintentionally offending somebody through their own ignorance. And, and I think there's a lot of people feeling very ignorant at the moment. And when you feel ignorant, you feel helpless. So it's, it's, a, it's a difficult thing that we're going through. But I do want to bring it back and say, right, okay, we're feeling this at the moment. But if you have an open head, you are amplifying what's going on. And it's not yours. You're only amplifying other people's thoughts. And so it's really important to, to come back to that and remember the truth of who you are remember those ideas and inspirations that you are amplifying are not yours. You don't have your own, you know, you don't generate your own ideas and inspirations. You only amplify others. I hope that doesn't make people feel bad, but it's the truth when you have an open head. I guess some of this too is like, what are we, this this is not for the immediate future, I guess, but your kids are taking it and amplifying it as well. And so as you're navigating all of this, whatever you're putting out there, they're taking in. I guess my idea about it, which might not be my own idea, is is to like learn more in the ways that feel right for you. Cause there's a lot of like offerings out there. You can listen to podcasts, watch movies, read books, talk to people, and this is about COVID or the, the racial stuff that's going, I mean, it's, see, there I go. Like I'm worried about saying that's going on. It's been going on for a long time. I think talking about it with vulnerability is helpful. And 
learning about it. Yeah. And yeah. And, and once again, that's also going to depend on your design because some people are designed to be putting it out there. Some people are designed to provoke. Some people are designed to fight. Some people are naturally by their design, outgoing, extroverted. Some people are naturally by their design, introverted. And, and everyone's got an opinion about that too, don't they? I mean, that's, that's the interesting thing. You know, the introverted people are uh, sort of burying their heads in the sand and the extroverted people are saying, why don't you get out there and say something? And it's so interesting just observing what's going on from an understanding of how we are all designed. It really is. It's, it's been fascinating for me personally. I think I've learned more about human design in the last four months than I have, you know, in the previous couple of years, for sure, at least, because we are really having the opportunity to see how people operate. And I, you know, I don't mean to sound sort of mechanical about it because, you know, we are all experiencing this in our own way and it's just been incredibly interesting to observe what is going on out there in the collective because we are really feeling collective energy more now than I think we have ever before. And of course, that's got to do with the fact that you know, we're all hooked into social media. We're all on the internet. We all get to subscribe to the same Netflix subscription service and the same Amazon Prime and all of that sort of thing, which hasn't necessarily been the case up until fairly recently. And so we're really, really feeling this on a global scale. And when you're feeling something on a global scale, in your open centers, you're amplifying the global energies. So it's big. It's really big. Yeah. Probably, probably we tangented a bit there. Sorry, people, but okay. you know, there's so much to say <laughs> on this topic and we're trying to keep this podcast succinct, which we're probably not going to do a very good job of. I was going to just bring in too. I think there's like constantly conflicts of, Maybe it's decision-making, which is why your authority and feeling into your body and embodying your decision-making is very important because there are things like protests, peaceful protests. See, I don't even know what the right words for all these things are, but going out to stand up for what you believe in, but then there's the risk of spreading COVID while you're out there. And so some people think you should stay home and some people think you should go and some people think you should wear masks and some people think you should not. I don't know. There's like even this individual right and wanting to hold on to that. There's the collective, there's collective ideas and things like that, but there's also like caring for humanity and other people and what's, we have a higher risk person in my immediate family and and beyond that and so i'm hypersensitive about like how our actions impact others and how others impact us i also find it interesting how we look to say the government to tell us what or what not to do but yet we have the individual right to like do things ourselves like say they open everything up and you can go everywhere and then something bad happens, we'll blame the person, the government. <laughs> but we had the choice to, like every single person had the choice of what they personally wanted to do. And I don't, I, well, okay, so I have the gate 51, so I might 
shock people at times. I don't know. I found that even when I don't realize that I'm shocking people, I do. But so these things might they'll feel good or not to you, whatever I'm saying. And I also can say things that I feel, but be open to, maybe it's my, my open head. I can be open to like having someone be like, well, have you looked at it this way? And I'm like, oh no, maybe I haven't looked at it that way before. Now, now I see an even broader perspective of it. But anyways, I'm spitfiring all the things that I feel, oh, what is it? Like you have to like, I, I can picture an infinity right now. You kind of have to like sway back and forth all the time to different motivations. But in the end, it's like you have to do what's right for you. Yeah. And we're all, well, we're almost all doing that all the time. And so, <laughs> you know, it's no wonder. <laughs> it's no wonder that we as a collective are so scattered and all over the place and why there are so many different ideas and inspirations that are affecting all of us. So just to, just to round that up, and I know we covered a lot of ground there, (laughs) just to round it up, if you have an open head, like 70% of the population do, you are amplifying the ideas and inspirations of the person standing next to you, but also of the global collective. And if that helps you in any way to understand why you might be feeling the way you are, then this conversation has been worthwhile. Now, Nani, have you got any thoughts on some essential oils that might be able to help to stabilise that situation that people with open heads find themselves in? I think Frankincense is the first one that comes to mind because yeah. it covers anything. Yeah. It's so it's so universal and it can like bring you back to balance. Of course, the balance blend has frankincense in it. And that's actually like the grounding blend if you're not using doTERRA. But I don't know. That that's the feeling for me is that I need to feel more grounded when that's when there's too much going on out there. Yeah. And another really nice one, I don't know if this, if this one won't get a second go when we start talking about the other centres, but cedarwood is another really beautiful oil for kind of grounding into the collective. There's something very communal about the cedarwood energy. And I almost feel like I should start a campaign to get everyone who has access to cedarwood essential oil to diffuse it. Let's have a day where everyone diffuses cedarwood just to bring us all together as a community and start to realize that we are, to quote the song, all in this together sort of thing. And, you know, let's just come together as a collective. So cedarwood is another one that I think would be a beautiful oil and it's a very gentle oil you can use it on the soles of your feet you can diffuse it you can pop it in a roller bottle and put it on the back of your neck as you can with all of these oils of course but yeah I think well there's three really nice oils to help you with your open head frankincense cedarwood and then doTERRA's balance blend okay I just heard of an application method that I really liked where you put a drop on your palm, say you put it on your left palm, and then you rub three times with your right palm and it's kind of like activates it. 
and then you put both of your palms over your nose and it was called the scent tent I think I loved it oh um, that's so yeah <laughs> I like that I'm going to try that after this so the second center that we wanted to discuss today and we will be much faster with this one is the Ajna center and the Ajna center it's actually called the center for concrete thinking it's where thought happens it's where we do our thinking it's where we process our thoughts it's where we store our thoughts and when we have it defined we have a very consistent way of thinking and when we have it open we're taking in the thoughts from around us and we are processing them in the infinite number of ways that people process their thoughts and we are storing them in all sorts of places so we remember some things and other things we sort of store in places we'll never find again so Nani you've got the defined Ajna how are you finding that just quickly before we talk about the open Ajna I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier when you I don't have a defined head center, but I have a defined Ajna. And I think some of the same things apply where I learned something and then it just like gets stuck there, good or bad. And so it's, it's interesting as everything is shifting so much right now, because I think I always have a hard time with change. I'm sure a lot of people do, but I think when you're more defined in something, you have an even harder time with it. And so it's like huge things are being dissolved, like just huge concepts of how our society functions and how it's going to function. And like you see these businesses completely adapting their business model so that they can survive. And I think it's happening with with everything, yeah. every, every sector, every family, yep, every absolutely. person. Life as we have known it has changed, has already changed, and there is still more change to come, that's for sure. Yeah, the, the open head and Ajna can kind of almost be lumped into the same thing because when you have an open Ajna, you automatically have an open head. And it can be a little murky and difficult to extrapolate the two and talk about the energies individually but when you have an open ajna it's not just the ideas that you're amplifying it's the way that we process the thoughts as well the way that we think about things people with open ajnas can be as can people with defined ajnas, great thinkers because they're able to think in so many ways. But of course, when we're amplifying global thinking, and that's essentially what's happening, that can lead to a lot of confusion. And you know what? The open ajna wants certainty. It wants some certainty to grip onto. And there ain't no certainty out there at the moment, is there? There really isn't. Nobody knows for sure. Even the finest, you know, scientific research-based minds are unable to say things with any huge degree of certainty these days because people's theories are being squashed by the minute. So the open Ajna is also confused in its fight for certainty. So I just want you to know when you have an open ajna and when you have an open head, 
when you have any open center. The energy that you're feeling from that openness is not yours. It doesn't belong to you. And I know I said it before, but if you can really come to terms with the fact that it's not yours, shut off the news, shut off the news feed in your social media, turn, turn away from anything that is going to cause you any degree of confusion. Or if you want to stick with it, but no, it's not yours because you can burn yourself out very easily in that amplification process. You can make yourself very uneasy. You can get very stuck. You can even make yourself ill by taking too much of this stuff and making it yours. It's not yours. If you have those centers open, it's not yours. I think, well, in your struggle for not being certain, like Roz was saying, every day, like you might have even thought like three months ago, you, you can have some certainty in certain things. So actually the energy that's going on right now, even though it can feel very stressful because you're trying to be certain, you actually can lean into this because it's your natural <laughs> tendency to like change and see things from different perspectives. If there's something that needs to be solved, like especially for me as a closed Ajna, I would go to an open Ajna person and ask them for a new view because you can see it from multiple different points of view. And then that will help us see that there's ways out of things like say it could be with the with the virus or how to adapt to, I don't know, school systems are having to adapt and you like there has to be people that can see a different way. An example of what a closed ajna could be is that we could say school has to be from eight to three every day and it has to be in a classroom. And if we can't do that, we just can't have school. But obviously you can have school, you can have it online, you can have it like sometimes in the classroom, sometimes at home. We were given like five or six different options for what might happen in the fall. And Whoa, that, that would have been hard going for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the gift of the open ashna is like coming up with different ways of looking at it so that there can be a solution. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if, if somebody had said to me, well, there's, uh, there's potential for six different ways that your child can learn during this isolation period, I would have gone, oh, okay. And that would have been fine. Whereas for you with your defined Ajna, that's probably going to be a little more challenging to cope with. Yeah. I think there's always blessings and pain in all the centers and all the gates, whether they're defined or undefined. And mm. the, the undefined centers are the areas where there's the most conditioning and it's the most confusing to like yeah. find out what's truly for you. So I think that's what we're trying to do today. Absolutely, yeah. And just a couple of essential oils that might help to support your open ajna. And one I particularly like is copaiba there's a beautiful strength about this oil a real stability that with my open ajna i find extremely comforting and stabilizing and it's an oil that i often reach for when i'm feeling you know a bit 
discombobulated, a bit not sure of myself, a bit uncertain. And then the other oil that I think is fabulous for the open ajna, and there are lots, you know, any oil that you use to meditate with is going to be good for your ajna, whether it be defined or open. But the one I'm thinking of right now is clary sage. Clary sage is just a beautiful essential oil to work with, with your mind for clear thinking, for clear vision, for helping you with uncertainty, with cloudiness in that area. So yeah, have a look at both of those oils and Nani and I really encourage you to choose the oils that feel right for you, especially in the Ajna. I mean, it's a great area to use what feels right. And you'll be using it for meditating. You'll often have a different meditative experience depending on which oil you use. I'm sure some of you already know that. So let's move on to the Open G Centre. And that's my, <laughs> that's my little baby. I've got an open G center and the G center is where we experience ourselves. It's the center for love and direction and it's the center for identity. So you'll sometimes hear it called the identity center. And the G center is currently amplifying everyone else's identities. And some people are feeling really good about themselves and lots and lots of people are not feeling really good about themselves. And, you know, some people are up one day and down the next. And that can happen with the defined G-Centre because, you know, you're feeling your own identity. And some days your identity's feeling great and some days your identity's not feeling so great. And so this is going on for the Open G-Centre. And every time the Open G-Centre sees somebody on the TV explaining how difficult their life has become, the Open G Centre feels that amplified. And it's really important to remember once again that it's not you, it's the person on TV. It doesn't mean to say that you can't send them love, that you don't feel for them because you do. It's absolutely what's going on. But it's not you and it's important to remember, you know, to come back to yourself and to your own G Centre your own beautiful open G-Centre that gets to experience everything. And, you know, the G-Centre is where we get to experience our love of humanity, our love of planet Earth, our love of, you know, our love of life, if you like. And so it's taking a bit of a hammering at the moment. I think it's going to be really interesting as we navigate next year with the open G center. And I say year, cause I think that's going to, I mean, it might take longer than that, but even just like getting through this social distancing and being safe with others, you probably can feel people more than you ever noticed before, because you're probably, it's like more limited interaction, or maybe you're not even physically close enough to feel their aura or you're meeting them outside. And so it's like different with them, but it's going to be if you pay attention to it, you may decide, oh, I really feel good around that person or I don't around that person. And maybe like you can reflect on more than that. You could be like going on a food cleanse, but it happened for me when I was pregnant and I say I took away caffeine or alcohol. I didn't realize until like I was like introducing it back in 
like the effect that it had on me. It was kind of like I was almost numbed to the effect before that. And then I could really feel it. And I think that can happen. It'll happen in the emotional solar plexus that we talk about next, but I think it can happen with the people that you're around. And like Rod is saying, you can even feel it through the TV or podcast or whatever. So sometimes you might need to turn things off if it's making you feel a certain way that doesn't feel good to you. If it feels good, then keep listening yeah. to that person. Yeah, I, and I think you know it goes without saying, turn the news off if it's not doing it for you. Turn anything off. Give yourself permission not to get involved if that's what feels good for you. I know a lot of people who don't ever watch the news and haven't watched news for years, but now might be a time to be very careful with your consumption of news. So if, if you find yourself with your Open G Centre around negative people, you have my permission, you have permission to remove yourself from the situation. And if you find yourself around people who have always been in the past positive people, a good influence on you, and you're finding now that their energy has changed and it's affecting you in a negative way, then perhaps it's a good idea to limit your exposure to them. Or, and I, you know, I come back to this and I say, know that it's not you, but also know that the whole idea of you being able to take in the energy of someone else around you. And this goes for any center, any open center. You can only do it for a short amount of time because wherever you are open, you don't have sustainable energy for that center. So if you are around somebody who is making you feel, you know, a lack in your sense of identity, if they're making you feel bad or whatever and I know you know there's plenty of people who say that you have to be responsible for how you feel and that's true that's absolutely true but if you're around somebody who's you know exuding those negative vibes and you have to be there a couple of hours is probably going to do it because any more than that if you push yourself any more than that then you are pushing yourself into that area of unsustainable overwhelm and that's where burnout can start to occur so just be mindful of that just be mindful of 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 keeping your energy close to yourself and having good energy hygiene around other people so we can just quickly tell you an essential oil for the g center i'm going to let Roz do it because she's got the open g center ah yes well bergamot (laughs) bergamot just for helping to pull you into alignment i really love geranium i know it's a love or hate oil for a lot of people but i really and and i i gotta admit i don't love the smell of it but i love what it does i feel it has something very special about it for an open g center and one more if i may nani is the (laughs) i'm a manifesting generator is the rose essential oil, rose touch, a doTERRA maker rose touch, which is a diluted rose essential oil blended with fractionated coconut oil. And it's a little more cost effective than the pure rose, which is very expensive and very, very beautiful and precious. But if you put some rose 
touch or rose essential oil over your heart, that can really help you to be yourself, even though you don't even really know who you are. It can really help to hold everything together beautifully. So Nani, I'm going to defer to you for the Open Emotion Centre because that's your area. Tell us how you're experiencing it and what's going on. Well, I definitely, you know, experience it as we're in our homes more. You know, you're experiencing whatever the people you are around the most and you're probably like physically closest to them as well. This is like a new concept even for myself just to think about like, I mean, auras, I don't know exactly how far apart you need to be, but usually you're like, you can feel the person if you're in the room with them. But right now we're like often more outside interacting with people to stay safe from the germs and everything. So yeah, it's just an interesting time for the emotional solar plexus. I mean, definitely at the beginning, like I could feel the fear just going into a grocery store I'm a person who seeks out what I want to know on the news. I don't have it on all the time, but I could see the potential for really feeling everything that's going on there. I definitely, I'd have to say I, I was hit harder than I imagined by all the racial stuff that was brought up, even knowing that, I guess, yeah, sorry. I just felt it very deeply and even though I can't say that I know, like I, I know it's like offensive to say that you're, that you can understand what someone else is going through, but I, I felt the deep sadness anyway. Like I didn't realize how much that would hit me, probably partially, obviously, because my fa- it affects my family directly. And you are amplifying not only what's going on your fa- in your family, but you're amplifying the global emotions. And that's massive. That, that just cannot be underestimated. Amplifying global emotions. 50% of us are like you. 49% of us are like you. And have an open emotion center. And 49% of us are amplifying all of that stuff that was going on and all of that stuff, stuff, I I very flippantly call it stuff, all of those emotions that every single person on planet earth at that time who, you know, was, was, who knew what was going on was experiencing. So that's just, it's something that I can't with my defined emotion center, can't really even begin to fathom. Yeah. Yeah, and then you, like, I mean, as you learn about what's happening with the coronavirus, it's like someone was telling me that it, this whole, that they know more about the subject than I do um, from, like, an emotional perspective, but it's like we're in trauma, and we're in trauma over and over and over again. It's like a trauma. It's right now we don't know when the end is, and so there's, yeah, just emotions that people don't understand in themselves and then the other people are taking them in and amplifying them and then we're just sending it around. So it's definitely, yeah, like Roz is saying, this is a, a global collective thing that we're all feeling together. And we're like, I guess one thing we can do is try to help balance our or ground our own selves. 
yeah. so that we're not like contributing to more Yes. Uneasiness. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And you know, we've sort of taken a bit of a, a dive here, haven't we? And I just want to try and sort of lift the mood up a little bit by saying, <laughs> once again, it's not yours. Now, I know it feels like yours. I know it does. It and it's very, very hard to remove yourself from these emotions. In fact, it's nigh impossible to remove yourself from these emotions. Keep you know, stay in your own lane. And I don't mean that in the, you know, stay out of other people's business. I mean, stay in a place where you can control things, uh, diffuse your essential oils, keep everyone else around you at a stable place in their own emotional wave if they happen to be emotionally defined so that you're not amplifying their low emotions as well. Know that, it's not yours. How many times have I said that today, Nani? And I hope nobody wants to reach into their podcasting device and hit me for saying that. But if you can come to terms with the fact that what you are feeling is other people's energies amplified, it's not yours. If you were to go and sit in a paddock or a field, we call, do you call them paddocks, Nani? No. no. If you were to go and sit in a field by yourself, or in a forest by yourself with nobody else around, with all of these centres, these open centres that we talked about, but particularly with your open emotion centre, you would be feeling in a zen-like state, right? You wouldn't be tapping into the collective emotions. And that is what we want for you. We kind of want for you to be able to dip in and out and experience the emotions and know what they're like and be wise about them. But we don't want you to suffer with them. They're not yours to suffer with. So Nani, what are your thoughts on essential oils for the Open Emotion Centre? For some reason, wild orange is coming to me right now, mostly because it's like the oil of abundance. And so it's going to make you have feelings that can pull you up from if you're getting bogged down. I, of course, I feel like I sound like a broken record. Use Melaleuca slash tea tree the same thing and lemongrass or um, even marjoram to help shake off stuff that gets stuck it's all about letting go and boosting so that you don't get stuck too long and i know that's actually the same for the defined emotional solar plexus as well yeah yeah i love wild orange i love wild orange diffusing or the elevation blend that doTERRA do is also amazing for lifting emotions of people who are perhaps emotionally defined in your house who might need lifting up a little bit so that you feel better with your open emotion center. But yeah, I, I think you know, being able to push those emotions away from you, protect yourself, rub some over your emotion center, which is physiologically at the bottom of your left rib cage if you rub some of those diluted oils like lemongrass or tea tree or you know even a blend of say tea tree and wild orange or something like that over that emotion center then you might find that that helps you to protect and i just want to offer to all of you because we're kind of done and we're wrapping up now but i just want to offer to all of you and i'll link it in the show notes a clearing meditation or a clearing process that 
I have done a video on that takes you through all nine energy centers and helps you to clear out those energy centers so that you come back to yourself. It's the best way I can describe it. You get rid of the global energies that are infiltrating your energy centers, your open energy centers, and you come back to yourself. And I would recommend once you know how to do this clearing process that you do it as often as you need to. If you need to do it 20 times a day, do it 20 times a day. You teach your kids how to do it. You teach everyone that you care about how to do this because that brings them back to themselves. And you know what? One thing that we are all in danger of suffering from at the moment is burnout and that will help to prevent burnout as will using essential oils to support you. They are the most amazing material tools you can put your hands on to support these areas of potential vulnerability in your chart. I just have one last essential oil blend that I think could be used for all of these open centers, any open center. It's called Adaptive. It's new mm. from doTERRA. I'm actually not sure what the blend, is it a calming blend, I think? I think it might right? be calming blend, yeah. Yeah, so um, in case you don't have doTERRA, but it has, I know some like uplifting and some balancing oils all in one so that it can kind of just calm your nerves or whatever and make you feel better. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It smells great and it's super effective. It's really effective. We've been using it around here a lot lately and it's having a major influence, positive influence. So we just wanted to, you know, share with you a little bit more about some current topics and then you know, bring to light anything that we knew about human design and essential oils so that we could help you navigate it with a little more ease. And we just hope something that we shared is helpful. Sometimes it's nice to just know that other people are having the same thoughts or feelings about things that you are. And of course, we're always here if you need to ask us any questions or anything like that. So it's uh, findyournaturalgroup.com for Roz and human design tools for me, Nani. We hope to talk to you soon. Bye, Roz. Bye, Nani. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone.